Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO Podcast. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And today's guest is Kathy Aziz Narain. She's chief digital officer at Hogue. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm excited for our discussion about transformation. Uh, Whether we want it or not, I think it's coming. But (laughs) before we dive into that, tell us about yourself and Hogue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Chief Digital Officer at Hogue. I joined, actually just hit my two-year mark here. Um, And previous to that, I was at American Express for about 15 years. I'm an East Coaster. I was out in New York, Uh made a massive move to California, to uh, join Hogue and take on this role, which is net new for the organization. Um, Hogue's really awesome place. It's a health and healthcare institution in the Orange County market. And um, the goal was build a digital business that can run in parallel to our already really strong physical business that we mm-hmm. have here um, in Orange County. Yeah, that's awesome. So where are we at in this kind of digital transformation in healthcare and where do you think we're going? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, transformation is like the buzzword of the of the <laughs> year now, right? Yeah, I, I think like so. The last couple of years, it's been the buzzword, but it's tough. It's a tough order because there's like different pockets of things you hear about. You hear people talking about transformation as, oh, if I do these few things, like my business is now digital, right? Um, did I transform it? But the reality is it's not only a tough order, it touches so many things in order to really achieve that. It's people, it's process, it's the technology, it is the products you're going to put out, it's the access you're going to give to people now, right? Mm-hmm. And that creates a very different business model than what people are used to in the day-to-day. And that's true for any industry. And coming from a financial services world, I was in that industry seeing that transition happen. And it took a long time to actually happen. Coming into healthcare, we're on that journey, but we're not there yet. And I wouldn't say that I've seen any one organization, especially the ones that have the more legacy business, um, not necessarily the health tech startup world, but, you know, the ones that have a hospital that have the the clinics, et cetera, they're still on that journey because their business is still very much about healthcare as it, as we know it to some extent. Mm -hmm. And so transformation is going to take some time Um, And I I do feel that where we're headed is there's going to be a bunch of niche products coming out from these bigger organizations to put their hat in there, throw their hat in to say, hey, let's launch some niche areas we can take up, you know, that could have a digital business around, could have a digital access point around it and offer that to our patients. You're going to hear a lot more health institutions talking about consumerism because they know that the health tech world is really going after that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we're headed on the journey, but I don't see us being extremely close to saying, oh, we've transformed in the last two years to a digital, you know, um, mm-hmm. full experience. And I honestly don't know if it has to be just about digital, right? I feel like with yeah. healthcare, human connection is going to be important. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that uh, the financial services took a long time to transform uh, healthcare saying, hold my teeth. You know, like, 
<laughs> we got a lot more. And I think you're right. It, it is that billions of investment in hospitals and, or, you know, and buildings and et cetera, right? That makes it harder to transform or, or is it the complexity that's harder? I, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe it's all the things, the reimbursement models, et cetera. Yeah. It, it's all, I think it's a mixture, right? But you can, because if you take like, a Nike who still has brick and mortar, but you mm-hmm. see them and what they've been able to do with their membership model and their digital access to people. Uh-huh. Know it's very different, right? It's e-commerce and no one hopefully gets mad at me for comparing that to healthcare. But just if you think foundationally, I don't necessarily know if the physicality is the biggest part of the challenge. I do think that it's created all the workflows and processes that people are used to and comfortable with. I think it's a mixture of the culture change required to adapt digital for healthcare, yeah. which is different, right? When you're moving from how it what it takes to operate physically versus digitally, it looks different. Um, and I think it's the technology, you know, and the comfort of that technology in the space. And I saw uh, the technology piece I'm very comfortable with because financial services really did have that moment too, where they Mm -hmm. were very taken aback about what it would mean um, to move in that direction as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost struck by what you said, that someone would be offended by comparing it to Nike, when in fact, that's probably what we need the most, right? And the fact that someone could be offended by that, right, is yeah, is yeah. maybe, you know, illustrates the problem. But yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, your work in American Express. So what are some of the lessons you could bring from, from that financial world and apply to healthcare when it comes to digital strategy? Uh, you know, I, I saw Ed Marks, who's been on the, the you know, podcast podcast previously he, he tweeted out recently he said why are all these people coming from outside because they've already seen our future <laughs> i don't know is that how you see it you know like kind of you already been through it or what are the lessons we can take from financial? you know there's some of it where you do see the future because you've kind of gone through it yeah. um, and there's some of it that's unknown right and for me the the draw if you're if you're drawing from the external and you're drawing an executive from another organization there's the pull of there's things to learn. It can't just all be figured out. There's no like secret sauce, secret science, because every organization is going to have, and every industry is going to have some of that uniqueness that you're going to have to come in and be willing to solve. It's going to not be, hey, let me take exactly what I did here and bring it here. That said, there are things that I think my experience coming from outside and coming from financial services taught me as I'm thinking about transformation, innovation within healthcare that I'm applying here, right? Number one, customer centricity, right? Mm -hmm. I know in healthcare, we say we do everything for our patients and we do, but I take that a step further when I think about transforming an org and thinking about a digital experience. It's not only do I want to give the best care as you show up, but even before you show up, am I Mm -hmm. asking and talking to you about what you want? Do I know what you want? Do I know what you are going to define as an excellence, whether it be the care I got in person, the care I got virtually? You know, it's less so, hey, I gave you telehealth. Why are you not happy? (laughs) You know, it's like, that's the product. That's not necessarily the solution that I was looking for. And so being really close to the customer, that came came with me and how to think about them in the room all the time as we're innovating and ideating, like we're not the smartest in the room all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is just constantly iterate. Like we're putting out products now, um, digital products from a Hogue perspective. And as I'm launching them, I keep reminding everyone, I'm like, it's not done. Like 
getting the product launch is the easy part. Uh-huh. Not easy either because you're dealing with technology. <laughs> now the hard part is, did you put the right thing out? Is this really solving a problem for people? Is this a solution that people are going to find sticky? So constantly iterating and being willing to break the product and iterate and add and delete is uh, an ethos that I feel like I brought with me. Uh-huh. And I would say probably my last one is going to be around um, the team, you know, skill sets, new skill sets that we have to draw into mm-hmm. the into the organization to do this type of work because it is a different skill set and it does require different thinking. And so I would say those three have been pillars that I've been leaning on. There's a slew of others, but that's probably the biggest ones. Yeah. Those are great lessons for us to think about. Uh, And, you know, how do you look at it? Like, you know, enhancing that patient experience, right? Like, do you have an example where you've used digital to really enhance the patient experience and, I think so many in healthcare are burnt out because we applied technology and made the experience worse uh, you know, for doctors. And so now they're like, wait, uh, you know, there's a distrust, I think, around it. Yeah. Do you have some examples where it actually enhances the patient experience? I mean, there's a ton of examples where it can be used, whether we're doing it well mm-hmm. yet. That's to me debatable. Yeah. Still. There's work to do. Um, yeah, there's still work to do. Uh, and, you know, my perspective is you can always do better. Even when you think you've kind of done, you're kind of never done. Um, But there's a ton of examples where you can improve patient experience. You know, one of the things that I found interesting when I came into healthcare was around telehealth, right? COVID had happened. Everybody was talking about telehealth. Everybody's saying you need a telehealth solution. You need to be (laughs) able to do virtual calls. And my thinking was, yeah, you do, but you need to know when that's appropriate. When is the question? When, like, do we know when? Do we know when Kathy expects or or that when Kathy will feel that a virtual consult really helped me solve the problem and was the best option and experience in that moment and choice? So patient Mm -hmm. experience can definitely be improved through digital solutions. And we're looking at it that way. When are certain moments in the journey applicable and when is it not? You know, it's not now everyone's going to do virtual visits over coming to the doctor. That makes, yeah. That's not going to happen. So really understanding who we were going to build for product-wise and the when and the why and what solution they were looking for and co-creating that to some extent with those cohorts really mattered, right? So I'll give you the example of, hey, telehealth and really giving people access to their physician when the small things needed to be solved. Now I'm saving you time, John, by not asking you to find a way to get to my office, et cetera, because, hey, you you have this rash and you really just need someone to take a quick look at it and get you moving, right? Doing things like that all the way to something simple. And it sounds crazy, but it's true. um, Paper, just the form filling, just the not knowing (laughs) You know, I come to one organization in healthcare and I have to, they act like if I'm 10 different individuals, but I'm not, I'm the same person that just talked to the guy over there on floor <laughs> number three, <laughs> and now I'm floor number six, and you are asking me the exact same questions. So I think if you just digitization of those things could have such a huge impact on patient care and experience. Um, and they're not transformational in my mind because other industries are doing them already. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, there's so much low-hanging fruit, I guess. Uh, that's the the reality for us. Yep. Your question of when is super interesting. I think there's also an element 
But you say, when does Kathy want to do it? Which I think is important, right? What is the patient perspective? But there's also, when do I think Kathy should do it? And how do I communicate to Kathy so that she trusts that that is the right modality as well, right? I mean, there's a marketing aspect to this that I think is interesting and we underestimate. Uh, Yeah. Oh, you know, marketing, I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, the engine and getting people aware as you bring digital into your ecosystem, I feel like you have to do more marketing. And the marketing might extend itself differently. It might not just be about hairs and email, explaining everything. It has to feel contextual, right? Uh Like, hey, in this moment, you have an experience where you can text us and say, hey, I'm having an issue today. I'm Dr. X's patient. Is there any way I can see him or her, right? Mm -hmm. And imagine a world in which you now got a response back that said, hey, for this issue, we recommend, and this is all happening in SMS, and I consider that a marketing play right there in just getting the person educated on what their options are. What access do you have? And I really feel that word access is a big piece of what people are really just looking for with healthcare. Ask access to the physician, access the way I want to consume it, um, access to all the tasks that the doctor, the office, the hospital, the urgent care, anyone is asking them to do. How do you get access to that very efficiently and seamlessly? How do you remove friction from it? And so marketing has the job of not only getting people aware about what we're doing, but they also, to me, have an important role to play in contextually placing themselves so people feel like we really understand what they're asking of us and we're mm-hmm. able to respond, right? Yeah. And so I look at it as both as the what the world of marketing looks like, which is like, here's everything we have, but also more importantly, how are we communicating with the customer on a day-to-day basis so that they feel like they're supported with the brand, with this institution? Like, how is that, you know, manifesting and coming to them? Yeah. It's so interesting how you just described that as far as access and trust. Uh, I mentioned to you as we got started that I sliced my foot six stitches And, uh, you know, I was riding one of those uh, motorized things through the supermarket and I saw a friend that I hadn't seen for a decade and she said to me, oh, well, are you just tapping into all your connections to doctors to just get what you need? And I was like, actually, yes. (laughs) I text my podiatrist friend who he said this, that, and he reviewed the pictures and he did everything exactly what you described, right? And because he's my friend and he cares about me. I trusted that he was going to do absolutely the very right. best for me, right? You know, what, you know, he's going to evaluate the pictures. He's not going to overprescribe. He's going to make yeah. sure I'm taken care of in the best way possible. You know, I didn't go in for a visit. He prescribed the antibiotic that was needed, et cetera. Like it was all done through text, right? Because he's yeah. my friend and he trusts me. And it's like, that's what every patient needs. Yeah. And how do we do that at scale, right? Yeah, how because do you do that at scale? They can't have right. friends. Anyway, and so then you, to your point and your story there, you have that access now because you've built a network. Sure. But think about the everyday person that's, you know, doesn't have that network, right? They're literally going through the system as an yeah. individual trying to get healthcare and they're seen as, you know, a one person patient that's coming in the doors. Like to your point, they all want exactly what you just described to some extent when it makes sense. Right. And, and, and they're looking to see which organization is going to bring it to them. You know, and I do feel that that personalization, that organization that's going to be able to say, 
we can give you this very holistic, connected experience, whether it be digital, whether it be physical, that you want to interact with us is the one that will, to your earlier question about who's who's the who and who's is anyone doing it or is anyone ahead or is anyone thinking about it is really the one that's going to be able to take that check mark and say we actually did transform yeah no absolutely I, I think it's it's such a fascinating thing that and, and like you said the health disparities are such an issue like I obviously built a network but many people don't even have the knowledge let alone the network right so right. it's it's a twofold uh, challenge that we have absolutely so as you look to the future, what do you think is going to be included in this kind of comprehensive, if you will, digital ecosystem that a health system needs to provide to their patients, to their communities? Yeah, I think in the digital ecosystem side, you know, it'll, there are going to be different access points, right? There's mm-hmm. going to be your, sometimes web's easier just by nature of how it doesn't require everybody to go download a mobile app and set up another account. Like the ease of use of web loading, very mobile friendly. um, And, you know, they call it kind of mobile native to the phone in a way. Um, And your browser would be, um, I think, one of the access points. So web kind of mobile enabled web browsing. You have your app world where you have mobile apps. You have SMS, right? Um, You're going to have the world in which platform, cloud, um, your data lakes, all those things will, to me, start to become more common mm. and accepted in the healthcare world as part of their digital ecosystem and how they want to run products, right? Everybody's going to get come more, a little bit more comfortable with the world of APIs and how <laughs> they need to connect and, yeah, and how you <laughs> to run. And, but, you know, I'm talking like we're future proofing a little bit, right? Sure. But we'll have to get there because consumer demand is going to require us to get there. The nature of the things they're going to want won't be, we won't be able to build them on the stacks that are in the institutions today. So we have to bring those technology stacks, you know, more current. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's like this platform world, there's these access points, and then you're going to continue to see um, explorations with AI, with VR, with AR, you're going to continue to see those things brought in pockets when people talk about digital and innovation, Mm -hmm. right? Amongst that, that's just on like the, to me, the front facing experience point, I still think there's going to be a lot that we can consider part of digital ecosystem that will happen in actual care right? Mm -hmm. The tools that physicians are using and the nurses and anyone taking care of a human in that moment, there's a lot of advancement happening there, right? The machine being used to provide treatments, et cetera. So I could look at it that broad clinical ways and also just patient-friendly experience ways, but I think it's going to be a combination of those two worlds that end up becoming your digital ecosystem, um, at some point, I don't know when, but at some point in, in the future, I think. Yeah. You have a lot of work to do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, seriously, it could be a little overwhelming, right? Like, because there is so much opportunity uh, and so much technology there. Well, what's, what's awesome about it? Yes. So much opportunity it's energizing, but to your point, I kind of get frustrated sometimes because I wish I could do more and more, yeah. but there's only so many hours in the day as well. So you're kind of always balancing, like, what do we prioritize right now? Like, what do we get done now? And even as fast as we are 
building and moving because coming outside of industry, we've brought principles and how you develop product too that mm -hmm. are different than what we usually do mm -hmm. um, from a healthcare perspective, right? We're running much quicker development cycles, releasing things constantly. You know, it's not a year project, it's a two week project and, um, and a two week and four week release cycle on mm -hmm. what new features come on this thing or that thing. I think even moving that fast, I still feel like there's the list of things that you could be doing is still massive. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's about prioritization, I guess, at this point. Yep. Uh, yep. I, the real solution is we need to solve how we get more hours in a day, but uh, I, no one's invented that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so as we kind of wrap up, uh, what career advice would you have for someone who's who's been a C-level executive outside of healthcare, you know, similar to you were outside of healthcare as well, uh, and that's looking for healthcare for the next career move? You know, what advice do you have for them? Do it. I mean, we... As you mature in your career, as you spend time in one industry, what I've learned from this experience, right? I loved my time at Amex. It was a really hard decision to leave. I evolved in the company, had really interesting roles. Um, but when this decision came, and of course I had that moment of like, why would I leave my comfort zone of what yeah. I know and come into it? And then I did it. And after I did it, what I learned was, you will learn the most about your abilities, your skill, what you're really good at, what you're really bad at in <laughs> when you're uncomfortable. Mm. If you, and if you're in a job, even as an executive, and you don't have uncomfortable moments, you've stopped learning, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You're not learning anymore. You're just kind of, you know, sharing. And so what I, in this experience, I would say do it because not only are you kind of doing a civic duty of, bringing knowledge from one place into the next that needs it mm -hmm. as well. You know, think about your healthcare. Think about me as an individual that wants access to healthcare. When yep. I think about what my work looks like, it's not only solving it for everyone. I think about myself as that person that wants these things as well. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that bring the knowledge in. And there's also, you got to grow, to continue learning and evolving, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to get uncomfortable. And this was very uncomfortable because I came in a little bit, you know, California was new, industry was new, um, the bet. role was new, the there was no team, having to build that ground up. It was a really enlightening journey for me and one that I would recommend people do. It's not easy, but it's, you know, to me, nothing easy is kind of worth doing anyway. So take some risk, bring that contribution in, share your knowledge with other industries. And then, you know, I, you will get some growth and learning from that for sure. Yeah, that's great advice. I keep telling that to my kids. The best parts of life are the hard ones where you grow and ones, learn. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kathy, for sharing your insights and perspective. It sounds like you're doing some awesome work there at Hogue. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to catch up with you as you continue to, to work on this uh, transformation of healthcare. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting application. Thanks so much, Kathy. Thank you, John. 